Welcome to MassCast Chat. We've got another awesome, great chat lined up for our fellow fans and agents of the beloved franchise that is Mobile Armor Strike Command. I'm one of four agents on this panel, although one has, is still trying to join us. But first, I'd like to introduce you to my lifelong friend and co-host, Jason. How in the world are you in Penn State Haven? <laughs> Yeah, trying to watch the game, and, and but I got my priorities straight here, I think. I'm going to stay on the line with you guys, try not to leave the room. Better planned. Yes, very, <laughs> very. I'm doing fine, sir. How are you? I am well, and also want to welcome our dear friend Eric Tukey from boulderhill.net. Hello. If you aren't uh, familiar with how we do things, at least on MassCast Chat, we just chat about everything, and lately it seems to be the latest editions uh that is the comics of mask through the revolution series so um, we are here to talk about issue number two primarily focused on mask i know that the, the revolution is a culmination universe but we're going to try to gear it specifically towards mask and give our two to three cents whatever the uh going rate is for it and uh for our opinion and uh yeah, so what's going on with you, first of all, Bill? I'm sorry, Eric? <laughs> trying to get Bill. <laughs> trying to get I'm Bill. Not Bill. Bill. No Bill, sorry. What's been going on with me? Well, I mean, the Mass comic, obviously. Um, well, new thing for all of us out there who are enjoying this. So there was that. and uh, I don't know. I'm waiting to see where the series goes, but I'm, I'm sure we'll dive into that more. Um, I did pick up a spiffy new shirt, boulderhill.net shirt. If you want to buy one, also, you can get it through the Redbubble store uh, linked on my site. Sadly, very little of the money goes to me. Most of it goes to Redbubble, <laughs> but um, it's more to see uh, see the people are interested. It's just fun for me. So right. there's that. And um, I recently announced the winners for my um, signed comic giveaway, and that was Carson, who was in the book and then um also another reader chat so i've just recently got in touch with them and they'll be getting their books soon uh can't ship out tomorrow because it's the weekend but yeah that's uh that's what's going on for me cool. awesome let's welcome bill fairies from matchtracker.com are you on the line yeah i finally made it in that's um <clears throat> free technology is great but it's free for a reason, so I don't know what was going on. It kind Congratulations! Of embar- yeah, thanks. It's a, it's embarrassing. I'm an IT manager, so yeah. It's, uh, so what's been going on with you over at uh, MattTracker.com or otherwise? Um. Well, let's see. I installed a sink uh, not too long ago. Got a new puppy. Oh. Let me go to the site first. I'm sorry. Um, well, as time progressed, um, I've been chatting back and forth with uh, with Tony uh, Vargas, the uh, artist of the you know, the Mass Comics, and kind of organically, I guess the conversation came about about maybe wanting to do a new header for the site, and 
came up with a sketch and he put it together relatively quick in between everything else he's doing. Uh, it was really cool to see. Uh, if you haven't seen it yet, it's uh, the new Thunderhawk with uh, you know the the new outfit for Matt Tracker, and I have it hanging out with the um, you know the artwork that Alan did uh, a few years ago uh, for the site. So got a nice array of different Matt Trackers going up there. So not, awesome! Very yeah, cool. Not too bad. Saw it when you posted up on uh, Facebook originally, I think. Um, very nice. Did he do the coloring for you as well? Did he? Because it's got some really nice coloring. Yeah, as far as I know, unless um, unless he had an underling do it, but um, <laughs> you know, I, as far it's as I know, very cool. yeah, it was all him. Yeah, the colors really, really came out great on it. Yeah, it, it really pops. Um, it looks I'm really happy great. with it. Yeah, thanks. Uh, that's about it for me at the moment. Um, and then there was this comic book that came out um, that I was excited about. So, <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. I think we're all excited about it. Uh, Jason, how about what's going on with you over on your side of the street? Oh, uh, well, we just uh, recorded one of our uh, episodes for our other podcast for Memory Jogger, which is on the uh, the Rediscover the Eighties podcast network, and. Uh, that was fun. We talked about Nickelodeon. So uh, those of you who listen to this show, uh, go check that out and hear us talk about something other than Mask. Oh, you should have invited me. <laughs> Did you guys talk about Stick Stickly? Ta- talk about what? Stick Stickly. No. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. That one doesn't okay. well. He uh, was the uh, He was the, the, the network host for a while. He was a popsicle stick with a fuzzball nose and a couple of googly eyes those and like it was a bad kids arts and crafts this is a terrible segue let's not <laughs> back to mass see he doesn't he doesn't do the rabbit trails like we do right no he doesn't he stops it right there he, he like kills the rabbit before he goes down the hole so anyway we were, so we did that that was fun and then uh obviously i'm trying to uh, keep stuff fresh and posted over there to our site and our uh, social media, Brandon helps us out, helps everybody out. I think uh, tagging all of our sites when he's got something new to say right. or uh, something Tony to pass Marcus along. Has done that Tony too. has done Tony, too, Tony yeah. and uh, and Tommy Lee Edwards has done a few as well. So all all three yeah. of them have been. So that's that's very helpful when we're trying to, <laughs> yeah, when we're trying to communicate that to everybody who follows us, but. Um, yeah, I dove into the uh, the comic as well. A quick correction: I think you said the second comic. Technically, it is the second comic since we got the uh, the one shot, but this is the first issue of the of ongoing. The, yeah, yeah, of the ongoing or separate series. So, uh, but yeah, so I got them all kind of laid out here in case I need to grab them real quick. And uh, I got I picked up Revolution. Number five on the same day. Decided to go with this uh, these covers that uh, some of you have been collecting, Eric, where it's got the characters running. Yeah, they kind the of they, they make a long um, all five long, of those go together. If yeah. you go to, uh, I mean, they don't quite line up because of cutting on the printing room yeah. floor, but in theory, the art kind of goes all together. Those are fun because every yeah. single one has had um, 
a mass character. I believe five has mayhem on the front, right? Is that right? It's got it's got uh, Vanessa and uh, Matt on the front. Oh, I'm sorry. Number four had number four had mayhem on the front. Then That's why I chose this cover this time instead of the regular cover because it had them, and of course Megatron in the background too looks pretty stout. But uh, uh, yeah, I I picked that up the same day. I read that first, finished that off, and then uh, dove into number one. Yeah, Straight I will say that, so. I tried to read I tried to read Mask first because um, I couldn't wait, and I got a couple pages in, and I realized it wasn't going to work too well for me. <laughs> um, one of the things I kind of brought up in my review on my website, um, it definitely you, you can feel a little lost and confused if you have not read Revolution, and you know I'm of two minds about that. I, I like. Involving all that stuff, but on the other hand, I don't like um, that you might feel forced to pick up a series or that you weren't really as interested right. in. Right. Um, especially in uh, the end of Revolution, Mask kind of fades back a lot. Uh, they they had some real good stuff in two and three with Mask, but Mask was they are basically just extra GI Joes in four and five um their technology didn't play any role i guess they were just yeah they were just people with what we you know with vehicles with guns there was no mask that's how i felt and, in mask one actually but um in the one sh in, in the ongoing series I, I didn't even remember them really even using their masks in general um there was a, a little bit i wanted more yeah, I mean, that's something I actually was going to bring up. Um, so it's just well, odd. Yeah, I was going to say let's before we before we get into it too far. Um, if you want to, well, I kind of told you guys how I went about reading the last two there, and uh, had a fun little experience uh, at the comic book store picking those up and. and I actually got two that are nearby and one did not order any other issues other than the people who subscribed for it, which kind of made me mad. But uh, the other shop had uh, several variant covers with it. Um, none of the incentive ones, but I was glad to. So how many, how many copies did you end up with? I picked up, well, I've got, I've got the subscription variants coming in the mail and I yeah. picked up uh, the regular cover, and I think one more subscription cover only. So I only only got two copies at the store, and okay. uh, everything but those ten copy and twenty five and fifty copy incentives I have. So hmm. anyway, um, so that was fun. Uh, I know. Let's let's I guess save Eric for the uh, for the last since you got to see Brandon again. But uh, Bill, what was your experience like how many copies did you pick up of which one uh of, of mask <laughs> one okay so yeah, actually, mask uh, one revolution five that last week yeah i was actually just going through what i have here and like you um jason uh i ordered the variants through the um through the web through that website that you sent me i just don't remember what it was offhand if you want to plug them real quick things uh, from another giving us a discount 
Ah, mm. you said it. Uh, <laughs> um, well, I I picked up two of the number ones. Uh, just you know, the with the original cover, uh, one to touch and one to not touch, and then I uh, said all the variants will come in at some point in the near future. Um, I do have to say though, the uh, IDW uh, the Revolution series the the uh, variant that has it looks like a it looks like a, a card uh, with a back tracker mm-hmm. figure in it I think that one's my favorite cover just because I want that to be real <laughs> even though it already kind of is real with yeah you know with the other tracker that came out a few years ago but I, I can just see those sitting on the shelf so um, yeah but as a that was a really cool cover. Yeah, and I think they did a few other shots like that with um, some of the other um, characters. There's one. Well. Uh, then there's a, one for uh, yeah. There's one for Mayhem for issue five. Oh, okay. Revolution, but uh, right. that's the cover that Wyatt found for me when we were in Nashville. That uh, okay. that Matt Tracker figure. But I was like, yeah, yes, that's mine. That's mine. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but like, I, I've find myself going to comic book stores again, which is something I haven't really done in a long time just because there haven't been any quality ones around me, except I've been fine. I've been going to one, uh, it's called brave new worlds where it's, you know, it's got a lot of, it's got a lot of everything, but it's really, you know, walking in and then seeing mask on a shelf. It's yeah. You know, it's, it's just really nice to see. Um, yeah. So I have two of this, you know, two of the one shot or the ongoing, and then I was going over the revolution ones. I have a giant stack of them, um, so I have a lot of the variant covers. I don't have book four yet, though. I think I have that coming in. So, so yeah, that's um, so two right now until I get the variants in. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Cool. Well, where we uh, intentionally. Uh, skipped over Wyatt because he didn't get a chance to pick it up last week and we won't hold that against him. But uh, we did manage to get a digital copy in his hand so he can, uh, <laughs> he can participate tonight. So we appreciate you yes. being here, buddy. Well, uh, busy work schedule and life schedule lately. Uh, in fact, I tried to pick it up. I thought the shop stayed open until 10. Uh, I think they changed their hours or they decided to close early. One of the two. So, uh, I did make an effort, at least. <laughs> well, good, well, good for you, good for you. I think you'll find yeah, it. Yeah, Eric, Eric, tell us your uh, story about meeting Brandon again. Yeah, well, Brandon was signing, uh, signing down at the same store he was signing for the one shot. Uh, was that a month ago now, uh, yeah. roughly? And so, <laughs> yeah, you know, luckily my work is such that I can I can schedule myself a little free time once in a while like that. So I was able to run down there and see him and hang out with him for a minute. And uh, actually, Brandon was kind enough to sell me his personal copy of a number of the rarer variants. So I was actually able to pick up all eight, yes, eight different covers for this Man. book, nice. uh, including the uh, couple of the ones that were pretty cool. Um, now, one of them was the sketch version of the one cover which uh, 
I like it colored a little bit more, so whatever. Mm. <laughs> but the one that I thought was really great that he had was the Paul Pope one, which is the one where it's Brad gunning Condor down the road with yeah. taking fire. Um, I mean, I've said it before how much a sucker I am for anything Brad Turner. He's my favorite character all day long. So that one was really cool to grab. And then he also had what is probably going to be most people's favorite cover they couldn't get. And that's the one that kind of looks like yeah. the toy right. box art. And um, the comic book store that I went to did not even have copies of those three covers uh, yeah. at all. Mine didn't either. And then they had only two copies of the graffiti style cover. I don't know if you guys have seen that one. Uh, that one was really cool. It's just very different. And I don't know. I think it's I think it's my least favorite just because it's predominantly uh, Julio on that one, right? It's Julio in the background, and then it's got Brad on the left and Matt on the right. I, I mean, yeah, Julio's okay. bigger. I don't. I just thought it was so different that I did enjoy it. Uh, I think my least favorite is the blank sketch cover. <laughs> right. <laughs> The idea, of course, being that you would bring this along to a signing or a convention and hopefully get someone like Tony Vargas or one of the other artists to do a sketch for you. Um, I don't know how practical that is for the comic buying populace at large, so it might be a little ambitious. And then here's that. This is one of the subscription ones you probably have coming, Jason. Um, yes. It's pretty cool. It's got all the agents with their masks off, and it's... Uh, very patriotic, very reminiscent yes. of that. And then this was the other cover with the Matt and Mayhem with their backs to each other. And this one was teased on the internet a lot. Um, yeah. I think we all saw that cover for a while, right? And, you know, in person, Matt and Mayhem both look really good. Uh, I'm kind of just disappointed with the background, though. It's just a... Uh, kind of plain like Jane, yeah. If you had... It's just a like a blue floor with I guess like a stenciling sort of style of the the mask face logo and that's I don't know that's it. there's just no background and that was I think that could have been such a great cover if there'd been a little more there and then the regular cover and this is going to be my favorite which is and you know this is one we've all seen which is the Tommy Lee Edwards one and to me it's yeah. just such a such a full cover. He did everything. You know, we've got Matt in Thunderhawk. We have uh, Brad and Condor. We've got Hondo and Hurricane, even though we don't see that. And Dusty and Gator. And uh, looks like Julio and Firefly and Rhinos. I don't know. I just I love this cover. Uh, I think it's I think it's the yeah. best cover. I'm really glad he's the regular cover artist. So he'll be doing the covers for a while. The probably be some more variants on the next issue, but the the cast of artists doing the variants might rotate. So um, I guess I kind of just ran down the covers for us, didn't I? <laughs> yeah, thank you. So yeah, if any, if any of you guys hadn't seen them, um, for anybody listening uh, but not watching, I did hold them up so that we could peek at them. So you can go check the YouTube video, I guess. Um, yeah, I will just say that I don't love excessive variant covers. <laughs> um, I think that it's I mean I know that it's a bit of a ploy to get people to buy multiple copies hmm. 
And it works and on that's me why because... they're doing the revolution the revolution series. It's so that they can get more people to buy everything versus people just buying masks or just buying transformers or so on. Right. Well, I don't. I don't hate it so much when it's the first issue. I get it. You kind of want to make a big spectacle and celebrate the first issue of a comic book series, but like, does issue six or whatever down the line need like eight covers? And eh, I don't know about that. Um, and Rev, <laughs> you know, every issue of five issues of Revolution, there were like six covers or eight covers, and I couldn't do it. Especially well, not, you know, Mask wasn't even in issue one. So, right. Well, they knew that. Right, what do you guys? Gonna, I was going to say that they <clears throat> they knew there's going to be five issues, so they're they can do you know several variants. Uh, I I'm hopeful we'll get eight issues of Mask or six issues, but uh, I don't know. I, the more the merrier. Why not? It's it's just coming back and uh, you know, for us collectors who've been waiting to get something new for a while. I think it's uh, I think it's cool that we have something to to kind of go for, uh, you know, in the store, and then if we can't get it, we can blow our uh, paycheck on eBay to, <laughs> to get the uh, these other incentive covers that are rare. But yeah, I'm looking at yeah. eBay right now on some of these, and the uh, the the Pope variant. There's only two listed. One's right now going for fifty. And, and then the other ones mm-hmm. at ninety nine are best offer. So <laughs> wow, yeah. are they really? I didn't wow. pay that much. Let's see, is that's so, the is that the Brad Turner one? Yeah, that's the Brad Turner yeah. one. I, that's the that's the fifty copy incentives, like one every fifty. Yeah, so a store had to order a lot of copies just to get one. Yeah. Um, I was very fortunate that I, I didn't realize how fortunate I was. Thank you again, Brandon, for. Yeah, I'm very fortunate. Did I, I still have the. Uh, <laughs> I well, I saw the um, the cover with that looks like the the toy box, um, and that was going for about twenty. In the store. So, that was from an online retailer. Oh, okay. Not the one, not the one that I ordered from, but uh, another one I was checking out. I found it on there, and it was like twenty-two bucks. But uh, I still haven't got the incentive cover from Revolution, hmm. which has uh, all the agents kind of lined up. Hmm. Um, oh, like I'm that. Thing. I didn't order it. I haven't ordered it yet. I just haven't got it. Uh, got around to purchasing one yet, but it's still relatively. Lower than some of the other ones. I think it's around ten bucks or something on eBay. But uh, well, know, from tell, a random, about, um, I was going to say, tell us about Brandon and how he uh, was received. Well, you know, like like when I went and saw him the first time, I had to get back to work, uh, so I wasn't really able to stay and hang out too much. So I was there. Um, Right about, I was actually there. I got there a couple minutes before he did. So he was still getting set up. Um, like last time, there was, you know, it was a good setup for him. It was nice. He had a table front and center. And in the in the 15 or 20 minutes I was there, there were definitely a few people who were coming in specifically to get masks. Number one, there was a guy who's like, I only came down today 
to get masks. And I was like, that's great to hear, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, not just that people are getting masks, but people who maybe aren't comic book buyers knew that it was there. Because right. I think that, uh, you know, I know that the three of you guys aren't really, bit, none of you are huge into comic books. You're into masks, though. So if you didn't know uh, that this was happening, you wouldn't have encountered it randomly on your on your weekly trip to the comic book store. You guys don't do that. So I'm, I'm glad that there was good word of mouth that the comic book series was going to hit and people were getting down there. Um, Brandon signed a couple copies while I was there. For other people, he signed a couple copies for me. So uh, I don't know what the numbers are going to be on the sales. I know the first book did pretty well. Most of the um, most of the early reviews on this book were good too, so I mean you know that's usually a good sign. Obviously, uh, we've all got our opinions, which I think anybody who's listening to us is probably open to hear those opinions. So yeah, <laughs> well, it seems like but since also, they I mean, had so many had since they had so many of those incentive covers that they were ex- anticipating more sales <laughs> than the first book. Maybe. You know. How many were for this one? Maybe. We shall see. Eight covers. Yeah. So I think you're right. You're probably right on that, Jason. Yeah. Yeah, I want to say there was, what, four or five, I think, for the one shot. So. Um, well, I, I got all of them, so. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, if, if you're not sure, I'm going to look. Um, it's them on there um anyway. and i've got the covers for people who want to see them on my website as well you can click through not the whole books though sorry deadbeats go buy go buy the books <laughs> it i think it does <laughs> subtle hints let's see Burn. One, Burn. Two. yeah i'm trying to like count these here but i can't do it <laughs> there were there were four covers for or at least i have four covers for the one shot and i think i got them all so um okay that sounds right yeah so uh they, they may have increased the, although the you know they have to print these things so far ahead um i don't think that the sales probably impacted it i think they maybe just had uh higher expectations and predicted it would do better which is good you know you there's no point in doing something if you're betting on it to fail right 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 so uh i don't what what which covers did you guys like though i mean i gave i gave my rundown uh we'll throw it over to bill so um overall i do like the the one that tommy did um it's well I do like it a lot. The only thing I don't like about these covers, these one like one like this, is that it doesn't represent the inside of the comic. Um, yeah. that's that's my only gripe about that. But other than that, the sketch cover is my favorite. Um, you know, I think I think he had to do the uh, the number one cover way before he had the uh, sure the interiors because this cover we got. How long ago did we see this cover, guys? Yeah, I don't know. Easily, it's been a while. Um, it's easily three or four months ago right. that he that he teased us with it on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. I remember like he posted like three or four pictures of it of different parts of it, and I tried to piece it together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
yeah. on the on the site. But yeah, it's been a while. But I like mm-hmm. the sketch covers are really nice because you have to interpret it. You know, it's just a blank canvas, and you have to use your imagination, right? Um, you know, you see all you see is white, but it could be anything, really. Um, oh, don't do that you know, to me. That's, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, yeah, like you said earlier, the sketch covers are what they are. Um, I I kind of like the one with uh, Vanessa on that brick, like face, uh, you know, the the wall, and I. Hmm? I do like one? the one that, yeah. Is that that's I, Vanessa? I don't, right? I, Jason and I were saying I think that that's um, Julio Lopez, but just weird coloring. I don't know. But I guess it could be Vanessa. Let's look. I think it, I thought it looked like more like Vanessa. Um, you know, it could be her because it's well the. The logo is kind of covering up the top of the mask. Julio, I mean, and well, there's the, and there's the hand over the whole face. Yeah, knew her. Hmm, and she doesn't, and he doesn't have those pipes coming out of the the neck. That's why I thought it was. That's why I thought it was her. Um, is, and then, is... but I, I like the, huh. I like how they did, especially inside the comic, right? It's her. They did. It's Vanessa. I think you're right. It is Vanessa because she's got the I'm, shoulder I'm pads. The book. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's her. Good yeah, eye, good one eye. One there, I really, so I, <laughs> I really <laughs> uh, the one thing I really do like though about the comic book itself is that the some of the pages have the kind of like the box art that we are used to seeing. Uh, you know the the yellow with the red and the white. Mm-hmm. Um, like if you open up the fr- open up the cover. Then you're seeing something that looks like yeah you're looking at you know yeah. the old box essentially. Um, Whoever was doing so, layouts had some reference material. I think so. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I you know <laughs> oh. it's I, but I like how I like how that came out. Um, cool. And so yeah, that's so my I like I like that graffiti one. Um, See, Jason, you're 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 wrong. But the graffiti cover's good. <laughs> Thank you, Bill. Thank well, you for I, backing me I'll up. I'll agree with you that this, the sketch cover is my least favorite. <laughs> it, there's nothing there. If you yeah. like that cover, I have a ream of white paper I'd like to sell you. Right, right. <laughs> I, I will give you $5 for that paper. Right Just now. out of the, the rest of them, that was, you know. I'm, it's, it's not bad or anything. I think it's good. But just compared to the other ones, that was well, yeah, lower on my hierarchy. <laughs> Fair enough. No, I mean the I mean the uh, graffiti one. Uh, so. Okay, okay. So, so say yeah, you're paring it to nothing. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, which one is your actual favorite then, Jason? Since you don't you don't like the graffiti enough to be your favorite at the least. Well, I the Tommy Lee Edwards one is obviously the classic one of the bunch and. I don't know. There's just so many elements to that, and it almost looks like one picture. But then you've got, you know, all the vehicles intermixed uh, towards the bottom there, and I don't know. It just looks like Brad is ready to uh, give you a thumbs up, you know, <laughs> with that that uh, photo of Condor just kind of coming into view there. But yeah, uh, that was my favorite, and then my one B was the. The one that looks like a box, and uh, it looks even at the at the uh, 
the lower part of the cover, it looks worn. The whole uh, edging the of the cover fence. has, yeah, has fake. Does the whole edging has that? Yeah, it's very uh, well done. It just, that's just, uh, that's just great. So, but uh, yeah, I like that one, and uh, the others are, I'm, they're all fantastic. Uh, the artists did a great job uh, bringing the characters to life, and uh, and then the the subtle hints, and then obviously the the Tommy Lee Edwards one was a total throwback, but. Um, like Bill, I you know even on the back cover it has that red and red border on the top and bottom, and then the yellow in the middle, and throughout the uh, the special section there too. So yeah. that was really great. That was really great the way they did that. So kudos to I guess Tommy probably that uh, had input into that to to give it that look. But mm-hmm. they did a nice job on that. Wyatt? Wyatt, do you have an opinion on the covers? Well, I'm uh, briefly just looking over what Eric displayed. I, I'll be honest, I'm actually really jaded. I like the uh, Brandon Easton's where we see Thunderhawk with the close-up, basically the interior shot of Matt Tracker. Yeah. Uh, just that whole, I like the team theme. It may be the generic one that they're gonna, they're, that's going to be sold the most. Uh, but I like seeing the entire team. The the sketch, uh, I'll call this between the sketch and the graffiti is probably the, the least favorite of mine. Um, yeah. As unique as that graffiti look was, it's still sorry. It just looks. I'm sorry. I just looked like someone was trying to do a you know Krylon touch type of paint job there. Um, <laughs> but. Uh, you guys know nothing. <laughs> we don't. I'm sorry. We're no, not I'm kidding. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, it's unique. It's very cool, though. I'll give it that. It is unique. Uh, you know, and unique is other. a nice word for I hate that. No, I don't <laughs> quite hate it. Although I'm, I'm more, I'm more along the lines of hating like the blank cover. That one. I understand its philosophy and why it was made, but I'm like, are you kidding me? Uh, yeah, I think we're all a little whatever on the white one. cover. I, I I think it's pretty unrealistic that we're all going to buy have a chance to buy that cover and then also bump into an artist who's going to draw a mask. You know, we can you know, do like, Well, uh, Eric, you're the one that's closest to that. So you keep Brent bumping right into Brandon Easton, you know, just yeah, He saying. doesn't draw. Was he going to write the script yeah, on the- <laughs> He might. <laughs> <laughs> why don't we um, why don't we do like a secret Santa figure of Matt Tracker? <laughs> yeah. No, we'll we we'll each we'll each get we'll each get one, right? And then we'll we'll draw on it ourselves. And there you we'll go. Do, we'll do a secret Santa. <laughs> something like that. Um yeah. You know, obviously whoever gets mine, it might it might be good. I don't know. My hand drawing isn't as good as I, you know, my computer drawing. So, uh, as you said, Jason, a stick figure that might be, yeah, might be what we get. So, I don't well, know. I would probably try to draw uh, T Bob because he's already white, and then I could just, you know, make an <laughs> just do a couple. I think I've seen a shirt like that. <laughs> yes. Hey. That's on my website. <laughs> I, know, I know. I was totally doing that Burn. so you could you know, get that going there. This is this is the night of pot shots, I'll tell you. I know. You know, I didn't even want to make that shirt, and I did it for a friend who told me that I had to do it. So I actually like it to be honest, but that's not what we're talking about. <laughs> yes. so. 
rabbit yeah. holes, rabbit trails there. <laughs> All right, let's let's get back on track. Okay, so uh, I said, yeah, you, you know, you have to, you kind of have to have Red Revolution to totally get what was going on in Mask. Did you guys feel that way as well? Yeah. Yeah, you kind of had to. They they did that in the beginning of the of the book, but it doesn't give a ton of backstory. So if you're just picking it up from Mask One. And you're reading it, you go, um, uh, okay. There's Jackhammer. There's Mayhem. You know, like there's there's not a lot to get through uh, with this. So you kind of do have to pick up, in my opinion. You do have to at least read the ones that are heavier with Mask. Uh, maybe not oh, all yeah. of them, but that's that's kind of what I think. Yeah, yeah you're I wondering biggest... why is uh, why is Jackhammer in the middle of Thunderhawk and Condor, you know, why, why is that on that team? And then also, why are the government after them? Why, why are, you know, they say that this is the FBI and CIA or whatever. You're like, wait, why would the FBI and CIA be after mask? They were, you know, in the, in the cartoon, if you've just joined us in mass 2016, they were, friends they had Dwayne Kennedy and they they right. got along fine and now we're like um eh? yeah well I was kind of irritated too that they included Dr. Mindbender in the character list I mean yeah. he's, he's <laughs> in the, that little previously you know where they, they he was in one shot it up. he was in one yeah one shot in the in the very first panel and uh yeah he, he's not in the book at all, so why add him to the character list? I, I don't know. But and then they leave out some of the Julio. other agents. Yeah, Julio. So there's no <laughs> there's no Julio and there's no Sly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So at um, least they got their names right. And the pic- <laughs> yeah, the pictures match the people, right? Right, right. So they, that's the way they, they screwed it up in Revolution a couple times, but at least they got their yeah, own twice. in this book. So. But um one th- well, one I, thing I want to say. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. So, in Revolution, um, Mayhem's switchblade was kind of weird looking to me. Mm-hmm. Um, it looked like the Dyson fan glued onto the back of a Tron motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> I was always like, "What is this look?" And it like it changed from a jet that didn't look like it would work into another jet that didn't look like it would work very well. <laughs> Um, but in mask number one here, switchblade looks pretty close to the more classic, uh, fighter jet that we, that we know. Mm -hmm. And I really appreciated that. Uh, I thought it looked great too. It, it featured more in the second half of the issue, but, and there were a couple of really, really cool shots of it. You know, it was a little more sleek, modernized, but it definitely was like, identifiable as switchblade not what's that weird brookstone object that they bought and threw up in the air i actually kind of expected that <laughs> since it was basically different artists yeah revolution it wasn't tony vargas that was doing that so i i figured that the vehicles would look more streamlined i guess you would say than they were in uh in revolution 
but um what'd you think about the art I in general part, well i i enjoyed the art um it what re, what really killed me in revolution number five was there's just so much going on and your eyes almost didn't know where to focus at least for me and you're trying to figure out <laughs> the action within yeah. these huge scale uh, scenes that they're trying to paint. Plus they're adding in all of those little introduction, uh, you know, name and what's going on with this, this character. And they did that throughout the whole series, which I thought was kind of weird. I, I can see when you're introducing a character, but still it, it um, you know, revolution five, they're, they're writing a little name block for snake eyes. We know who snake eyes is. So it was kind of weird like that, but it, it, it added so much more to those panels that oh, I just didn't know where to focus. What I really appreciated with the art in mask one, you got some awesome close-ups, right? Yes. Really yes. Yes. Some, and yes. Some focal points. Um, you know, it, well, even that first shot where, we get introduced to Matt Tracker was really cool. The flashback him, kind then, of page on the first page. Right, right. There. But then boom, you know, like the next page when they're leaving Boulder Hill, you got that. Oh, right. That fun close up of him inside of his mask almost. I, I don't think that's Boulder Hill, right? That's the GI Joe military warehouse. Cause they don't have a Boulder Hill. Yeah. Right. And that well, kind of the, maybe well, it is. They didn't call, I don't think they called it Boulder Hill, but a page over it, they're leaving the complex oh, and it is right. Hill. it looks exactly so, like it huh you're right but the next one you know when brad activates his mask to do the hologram it's got that awesome green hue uh that's kind of you're seeing like right through that uh whatever beam that's coming out of his mask and that right. one real close up with mayhem and his mask is i guess charging on a table uh that was really cool we had uh, they had teased that one early on as well, but uh, there's and of course so it's got the great line. Matt Tracker is an idiot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, we got so many that, great shots of the masks. Yes, there was, there was of every agent. I think had not necessarily a close up, but you got um, closer shots of them, and in several different. Scenes it wasn't just one scene, but uh, it was it, the art was fantastic. Had no problems with the art. Uh, Tony did an awesome job. I talked about it in my review a little bit, but I, I thought he was much more confident in showing things, um, and maybe that was intentional to the storytelling because they didn't want to kind of show everything in the one shot. But I just felt like all that stuff that I wanted in the one shot to see more closely. We finally really got all of those in here. Yeah. However, that didn't translate into necessarily more details of what each mask, each vehicle is capable of in this new kind of universe, which is, well, I'll go into it a little bit later when we talk about the story, but, um, mm -hmm. As far as art goes, Bill and uh, Wyatt, what did y'all think of the I'll, art on I'll the side? I'll go let Wyatt go first, and then I will. I'll, I'll follow up him. <laughs> You'll be in a lot more detail, I'm sure. Uh, but 
the art was actually very, very awesome. I liked the, at least it told you, it gave you a glimpse at the beginning that you had to get the storyline uh, from the other Revolution series to kind of grasp what was going on. But the artwork throughout, uh, I was actually thrilled. Uh, like I'm not, a, as, as we've said time and before, I'm not the most avid comic book reader, but uh, it, I'm very impressed at how how much detail is there. Yeah. I really am. I'm, I'm just surprised uh, throughout. The colors are awesome. The shading is awesome. Uh, just phenomenal. That's probably the best way I, I can describe it. It's a, a very phenomenal piece of work. So, I mean, detail-wise, I mean, there's not really much else I can say that you guys wouldn't already say, but there, there's there's one page in particular, and there's very few words on it. It's the um, panels where it looks like we're looking at Matt's father, and all you see are Matt's eyes, like his facial expression, and you see it go from panel mm -hmm. to panel, and that's just the kind of, like, you know, you don't have to have any words. You just kind of read that, and that—that's that, just the the quality, the kind of quality you're looking at in the book. Where, you know, without explanation, the art stands by itself. Um, right. So it's, I, I do. I do like that a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. The the art really does stand up. One thing that's kind of cool about that page you mentioned is that. We actually see um, the the venom, you know, the venom disposable troops in right. the, in yeah, the yeah, video yeah. that Matt's watching. Yeah. You know, the ones that like refuel magma mole and just yeah, the minions, the guys who don't have speaking, they have no dialogue, and they're the only ones who ever get arrested. Yeah. And then the other thing that's really cool is that in the very bottom panel, we see an older version kind of of Mayhem's mask, and it looks yep. exactly like mayhem from the old cartoon and the toys so it was like oh right. another great like acknowledgement of the source material well if you if you go up when if you look up to like in those other panels you can see you can see the older masks you can see yeah, yeah. see it looks like vanessa's uh mask there and it looks like Mm -hmm. The old spectrum mask, like so. There's little they they kind of like have those little nuances. Um, yeah, those nods. The, and, yeah, like in Rev I forget which book it was. Might have been Revolution Two, where you know they had that that line about the the older the older vehicles. Um, mm -hmm. be, you know, in there, so it's cool to see. Um, and as you said, the the little minions are there. So maybe if we get. A, Maybe if we get a new toy line this time, we'll actually get a, a minion action figure. So, <laughs> oh, that'd, that'd be, be funny. funny. Yeah, we'll see. One other thing too that I I really appreciated about the book, and again, I'm I've been into comics for only a few years, but it's the layout is not traditional by any means. And each page, you almost have a a different layout of the pictures. That one scene where they're uh, breaking out of Boulder Hill, you know, Thunderhawk is actually coming out of that frame into the frames below it. Um, mm -hmm, I mean, mm -hmm. Just stuff like that I appreciate because you're not looking at the same thing from page to page. And they, they've been really creative with how they 
they show the action and then how the layout is on the page. You know, well. you said that you said that Revolution was so busy and so action packed and chaotic you couldn't really follow it very well. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know I agreed with you, and I think uh, the other guys were kind of on the same page. While Mass Number One is really like dense, the story there's a lot that happens in the story, and there's a lot of action going on. It flows. I don't have, I don't find myself having to like reread panels and dialogue two and three times, the way right. I do when I read Revolution. I'm like, wait, who's saying this? Who? Okay. Okay, gotta mm-hmm. look back. Okay, that's a micronauts per. I don't know. Okay, is this from space? Rom? Is it good? You know, I'm like, yeah. oh man, Rom. Good guy or bad guy? Good guy or bad guy? Shoot, I don't remember. Uh, good guy. Let's pretend. Move it. You know. Yeah. This was, This was really easy to follow visually. I think that's yeah. uh can be an understated strength. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I guess that kind of talks about the story as well. What do yeah. you guys think of the story? Bill, go first this time. Sending it to you. Oh, thanks. Thanks. Um, <laughs> well, so far, I am. I'm impressed with it. The, the you know the their their beginning essentially. You know, like it, well, the mass team is beginning a, its own its own run. You know, we had Revolution where they were fighting. Transformers essentially, and um, you know we're we're coming into our own here, and we're looking at um, you know it's you know Batman Begins, except it's Mask Begins, you know it's and I, I the one thing I the one thing I do wish there was a little bit more of um, was maybe maybe a little bit more of using the masks, but maybe. Maybe that'll happen a little later in, um, you know, in some of the series. Maybe we'll get a little bit more into that. The, the one, let's see, I'm trying to remember. We see Brad do holograms, and then yeah. Sly shoots. I think he Brad shoots Julio at the end of the book. Brad. Yeah, yeah. Was, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, I, I, but I think you're right. That's the only. There's not a lot of mask usage. Yeah, I mean, I mean, other than that, it, it's. It's like as you were saying. It's a really it, it flows, and I I like I I also like the fact that you don't have to like you know have like a a PhD in nuclear physics in order to to go through this. It's it's just like a really sort of it's a fun story essentially. And yeah. the one thing I I'm trying to remember just one spot here. Uh, okay, so I, oh, it's not really part of the story per se, but the one thing I liked it liked that one shot at the end with uh with Venom all kind of kind of standing there over top of Matt the mask team, um, getting ready to take them down, I guess. So I, I'm I'm curious to see how they talk about Venom a little bit more in the next issue, um. Because in December it says next issue Venom, so uh, so that'll be interesting to see, I think. Um, but other yeah. than that, you know, I don't have a lot of context to add with this. It's just I don't want to give too much away with the story either. Um, but at some point, 
Uh, well, I think that anybody yeah. who's listening to this should be aware that we're probably going to be revealing details, and if they're really worried, they should get their hands on a copy. All right. Well, then I'll <laughs> I'll I'll give the big spoiler then. Um, T Bob is in this, and you know he is predominant <laughs> character. Um, no, <laughs> kidding, kidding. Um, you know, it's I don't. It, it's I'm 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 looking at it right now, and I'm, I have this like this weird grin on my face. It's kind of like how how it was when like when we met Doug. Yeah. Um, by we, Still I mean. Real. Yeah, you know, yeah, exactly. Like it, it, I don't know. It's just like that that feeling of being a kid again. That's that's what the story does for me. Cool. That's a good sentiment there. I just had a cool idea of how to bring T Bob into the story. Okay, I'm gonna just uh, help you because I can tell you that Brandon Easton assured me in person while I was there. He's like, I will not write T Bob in. That robot will not be in there. He is not going to be in there. <laughs> so until they change unless they change writers or they threaten <laughs> to fire him or something, we're not getting T Bob. We're not getting Scott. I feel jaded. <laughs> You and one other. We person. have to do our own one shot of uh, T Bob the comic. Oh my! Can you imagine? It'd be like Archie, but Scott and T Bob. Oh, oh. No Scott. No I, I got that uh, for you like this. Have you ever seen the uh, the original the uh, pole position cartoon in the cars that were in there? Yep. Yes. That were that like talked. That's that's T Bob man. You put him inside the car. He's like the new kit. Roadie. <laughs> There's no Meals replacing Roadie. Kit. That's an insult. Even if I like T Bob. Yeah. Well, just the voice. I'm not trying to. Anyway. <laughs> that was my we'll, we'll, we'll stop it there. <laughs> I'll write a I'll write a fan fiction story about how uh oh, T Bob into uh, from a scooter into a car. Oh, Eric's gonna Scott have nightmares. <laughs> Uh, and by uh, the way, you just made it'll Turbo Team. Shot. Now you just made Scott and T Bob into Turbo Team. Can I hey, can I do wow. a variant cover? I love for Turbo it. Team. Please. Only if yeah. it's the blank variant cover, Bill. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh my uh, story. We were talking about the story. That's right. Is that story, what we were talking story. about? I don't yeah. remember. Yeah. Mm. I thought the Is the it my turn? Sure. Anybody's turn. Anything that gets us back on track. Gonna... Um, <laughs> all right. We're being serious. Don't do um, it. I was, well, I, I need to back up to revolution number five first, because I was kind of surprised that mask and essentially Matt tracker was uh, prominent uh, in the ending of the, of revolution. And mm-hmm. I mean, one of the major ways that they took down the, the monster, uh, what's his face from micronauts. Uh, um, uh, they used, a, a, a some kind of special blast from spectrum to take him Lord, down. Lord Car- Carva, uh, Baron, Baron Carza. Baron Carva. Yeah. I was, close. um, anyway, it was close anyway. Um, and then, you know, to end the event, um, you have basically Matt and Scarlet leading right into this series. So for a franchise that they just brought back for Revolution, 
and having the Transformers and, and Joes, well, except for, you know, Scarlet's a Joe, but Transformers kind of fading at the end and Rom and Micronauts, you know, the series that they've already started months ago, um, right. their own series. And, of course, Transformers have been going on forever. It was just surprising to me to see Matt Tracker there at the end. Um, the And then, you know... Spoiler for Revolution Five. Um, they saw they uh, cut Thunderhawk pretty much in half from nose to bumper. And what I wanted them to do was uh, to regroup essentially before going after Mayhem. But instead of that, they kind of hit the ground running, which is great because you know that's good for action. You don't slow down the story, but for those of us, well, for someone like me who I, I remember what's going on in the 1985 world, and I'm still learning these new vehicles and characters and masks and their powers, I'm still trying to get a grasp on what everybody is capable of. Um, I don't know. I thought it would have been a great time to get the team regroup, maybe even add a couple agents mm-hmm. and then go after mayhem. But um, that was just my kind of perspective coming into the book. <laughs> and uh, I, but it, it was good the way they started out. I mean, it was, like I said, it was action from the beginning. And then they, with the traveling to Barbados and uh, some of the other things there, they were doing it slowed down a little bit more and then boom, you got a, action scene you got you know switchblade flying in you got other things going on uh, later on in the book so they didn't you know essentially stall it out at the beginning but i don't know that was kind of my perspective after reading it the first time but i thought the story overall was was pretty good you know even though like we mentioned it was somewhat handcuffed into revolution and um i don't know it was uh i was pretty well pleased with it and like bill you know they there was a pretty good cliffhanger at the end because you've got brad impaled with the new stiletto darts or whatever they are and you've got uh julio was hurt yeah spears right julio had was hurt just uh, a couple scenes earlier and you have all all the venom agents firing their masks at the same time as the last panel i was like wow so either you know we're gonna get uh uh, Gloria's Aura mask, you know, for the first time in the next issue to, you know, protect them. Uh, but there's going to be, have to be some kind of major surprise or, or something at the beginning of the next issue to, to kind of get them out of there. And then, uh, like Bill said, it, it hints at that we're going to get a lot more details on Venom in the next book. So I thought that was a really good way to end it and get you ready to buy that next copy. Uh, even though we were going to anyway, but, um, the only other kind of not bad thing, but again, I, it's still hard for me to draw the line between now and 1985, but we're essentially abandoning Boulder Hill right off the bat. Yep. And, 
you know, the government has the ability to track them by their masks. So that kind of almost removes the illusion is the ultimate weapon premise where it seems they can't hide necessarily in plain sight from Venom or any of their oppressors, you know. So in this, again, we're in one issue. So maybe more of that is incorporated as we go along, but... I was just like, man, you know, I, Boulder Hill was the headquarters. They really, they haven't, well, they haven't had time really to establish a headquarters yet, even though they, it, apparently there's several bases where Matt's father had set up operations that they can get to. But um, I don't know. I just thought Boulder Hill was such a big part of the old series and, it's they're just going from you know, from base to base to base, I guess now until they can, you know, a, a officially assemble the team and all that. But that was just my kind of perspective. Um, overall, I thought the story was pretty pretty well done. So, Mr. Wyatt, Wyatt, the floor is yours. Well, I think Jason said just about everything. Uh, but as far as the story, I was actually intrigued with it. I, I as many of you know, I, I enjoy a good startup, how things are established and so forth. I, I, as much as it pained me to see Boulder Hill basically killed off at the beginning, I liked how they the dynamic of how they had Matt's dad setting up different locations. So. Who knows the Boulder Hill that we know is that's there. There's another one sitting next door, and that might be truly, you know, the true Boulder Hill that we know it is. For, for all right. we know, um, the I guess the backstory with learning a little bit about uh, Brad, <laughs> uh, basically cash in favors to get their yacht to mm-hmm. haul the gear. That was actually kind of comical. I liked that. Yeah. Um, yeah. He calls him like, "Are you? What are you, a drug dealer or something?" At one point. Yeah. Right. He's like, "Why do you? Why do you know drug dealers, and why do they owe you favors?" <laughs> right. <laughs> that was pretty good. Uh, Vanessa, I'm sorry, uh, Gloria, is a little. I guess I was taken aback at how they played her character, uh, as far as being being of Middle Eastern descent. Uh, I'm not bashing it by any means. It was just a different take. I wasn't prepared. I didn't know that they were going to go Indian. this way with with her. Yeah, she's Indian, right? Yeah, right. By so way of just, so yeah, <laughs> strange. Yeah, I I did. Did she always have that? What is that? That is it a tattoo that's like on her? Yeah, teeth? that's new. That she didn't know because in the. In the show, she was kind of just a homely white girl, um, but she was the only <laughs> was girl. Was that in so. the first comic? Oh, in I couldn't remember if that was in the. Yeah. Huh. That's a good question. A uh, I don't know. I it just it, I and there's not, I mean there wasn't anything wrong with that. Um, yeah. I guess it, it is kind of there in the in the first comic, not as predominant. The tattoo, but um, yeah, but um. Yeah, she was. Uh, they made her pretty smoking in this one, didn't they? Yeah, they did. <laughs> and they used. I mean, they they really confront her as a woman, which they kind of danced around right in the show. They never really. I don't know. 
It was always weird. Like, is yeah. she dating Matt or is she not dating Matt? Does Matt know she's a woman? Does Matt like women? <laughs> uh, right? I mean, right. it was always yeah. very ambiguous. Right. And Oh, hey, they're on vacation this week. Together. Oh. Right. Yeah. <laughs> In Vegas. Right, so, yeah. I uh, I thought that there was a lot of... Well, first of all, the general story I thought was really good. I felt like it was an adult version of a mask episode mm-hmm. uh, to a, a large extent. But the things that I really enjoyed were we Brandon has given us an explanation for the technology. And we never had that in mask, or we never had a good one. It was always kind of a mess. Like, did his brother make it? Wait, there's a magic stone from Africa? Uh, you know, there were like all these weird things going on. Okay, no, this is military adapted technology using transformer relics and energy sources from space. Okay, cool. Like, I know where that's coming from. Um, I thought the character interactions were really strong, though. That was something that I really liked. I thought there was some awkwardness throughout, and Jason, you kind of touched on this. It was um, just just how handcuffed in uh, the leftover, sort of the wreckage of revolution, right? Yeah. That Brandon yeah. had to sort of dance the story where he wanted it in, t- in the beginning to get it to where he wanted Mass to be. Um, and I expect that now that he's gotten an issue done and the big revolution is done, he'll be able to control that story and it'll be tighter and more where he wants it to be. Cause I think his writing is really good. I really think he's a solid writer. I like the, just all the characterization he really brings to the, you know, I really like I Julio Lopez was not a character we knew very well in the show. And already just in this one issue, like, I feel like I really know the character. Like he's, you know, he's a warrior and he's uptight and he's a technology guy, you know, all of these things. And in the shift in Brad, Brad's a little more cavalier and he's, I don't know, Gloria, all of the characters, I feel like he's really establishing great persona within the the mask agents. And I think part of that is the strength of choosing to only have four agents, at least at this point. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and like Bill said, next issue Venom. So hopefully next issue is going to be more of the other side of that. Right. And we'll get to see what mayhem and Sly and Vanessa and uh, Bruno have been doing. And, and then also the story's adult. It's really not for kids. No. Um, I don't want to say that there's, it's not like R but it's definitely a good PG 13. You know, they, uh, like you said, Jason, uh, Gloria's Gloria's hot. <laughs> they, they didn't, they didn't draw her in a frumpy onesie or something. You know, she's wearing a, a, an outfit to go out to the club and she's kind of chatting up guys to get Intel. And Brad gets speared and he's bleeding out on the ground. This is not, this isn't, this is not mask 30 years ago. This is definitely, that yeah. grown-up mask. Mm-hmm. So, um, I do hope they get a base. But with the current story situation, with mask kind of on the run, it makes it difficult right now. So maybe that's something that happens later down the line. 
Yeah, yeah, and I, again, I'm I wasn't poo pooing the way they uh, they kind of put them on the run to start and immediately went after Venom, you know, to kind of keep that level of to of action going. But um, that's just a thought that I had about uh, the transition between Revolution and this series, and I, I think at some point he's going to have to, uh, well, depending on how many you know, issues are built into this. Um, if it is truly an ongoing series, um, they're going to have to, uh, essentially, uh, circle the wagons and, and get ready to get better, uh, prepared to go after venom instead of just winging it, which it seems like they're doing now. Right. Absolutely. One other thing that, um, I noticed, not necessarily in the the mask revolution number one, but in the regular revolution series, uh, just Matt's dialogue and the way he came off, it seemed like he, he wouldn't swat a fly. You know, he was very emotional or, uh, gentle. Um, yeah. And you know, he, and again, this is, uh, this is a different Matt tracker. Um, and you know, he had that kind of, uh, confrontation with mayhem about our transformers actually just mechanical robots or do they have intelligence and can they feel things, you know, that kind of a thing. They kind of, uh, it just seemed like every time Matt was talking throughout revolution, he was whining about something or he was worried about something <laughs> or he was, he was like, uh, I don't know. He was like their mother almost, you know, but in, uh, in number five, he kind of turned a corner where, um, he finally sees what, um, what mayhem's plan was and how they were kind of hoodwinked and he was ready to take out the threat, you know, no matter if transformers were in their way or not. So there was like a shift almost Mm -hmm. and throughout that book. And then, this number one, Matt's got a better personality um, than what I thought where they were going with it, you know, to begin with. Um, kind of in the even, middle. Right, right, right. He's more, more I guess, more level-headed or more um, focused and not sensitive, you know? Um, yeah, he, and, was, and he was very scared for a military character in the Revolution series. Yeah. Whereas um, he seems much more decisive in Mask number one. Yeah. Which he's and, the leader, right? I mean, right. yeah, yeah. Well, and on your point, too, as far as where they're at now and how they're on the run and stuff, they he's really their their tech guy. They don't have a Bruce Sato. They don't have anybody else that's their their tech, he's supposed to be the engineer on the team. You know, right. Julio's the medic and uh, Brad mm-hmm. is kind of the, the soldier or uh, you covert know, operations guy. Yeah. And yeah. And Gloria is the geek. Gloria is the computer whiz. So they don't yeah. have that mechanical person yet. Well, he is. So, you know, it's not as easy to, uh, develop or, you know, uh, build anything over the course of, you know, 
between the way they um, connected the two, the the revolution and into this book. So anyway, yeah. those are some other observations I had. Bill, you mentioned also the page, that page you brought up with, you know, you were talking about it from the art perspective, but I think that the page is really important where Matt's watching the video. Yeah. And, you know, the video, there's no dialogue really there. It's just Matt's kind of facial reactions to it. But the video, to me, gave a strong suggestion that it mayhem is in fact responsible for the death of Matt's father the way that the way that it was looked to me I don't you know maybe that's not how it's going to end up being but in the event that that's true that also really answers one of the big questions that the show never really had was why is Matt why are why are Mask and Venom so enamored with each other yeah because because they were why was no one else ever fighting Matt Venom and you know why did yeah. Miles Mayhem have such a such a driving, persisting fascination with masks doing as well? But you know, hey, yeah. oh, turns out you thwarted my plan and you there was killed a betrayal. my dad. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's a that's that's such a better real human thing to follow. I guess I don't know what the best word for that is, but I really, motivator. Yeah, yeah, the motivation there really is very believable. And I love that. I really, I like seeing the, the humanity, even if it's bad humanity, but just the realness in there. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, let's, um, everybody chime in on the story, I guess. I think so. Let's talk a little bit about the, um, the special section at the back of the book for a minute. Um, Bill, you want to take that and what your thoughts were? of what uh, Tommy Lee Edwards did uh, at the back of the book. Yeah. Um, Well, one, I didn't know Doug was going to be doing an interview, so it was cool to see. Um, And, you know, we we get into here, you kind of get Tommy's a little bit of like a backstory on some of his thoughts about masks. So it... I like, you know, it's, I I think it's necessary um, to not only show like his side, but you also see the fan showcase. Um, So you, you see, you see that, you know, 30 years later, mask still has the following that it, deserves um mm-hmm. so that's why i i did like that um and it's cool that uh carson is that how it's pronounced i, I believe um you know it's cool carson. that he yeah i mean it's cool to see him sitting there in the you know in the, in the comic there um you know, yeah plus he does a lot of really cool stuff so yeah good good on him i mean for you know there's the- not much be featured yeah um well deserved yeah and let's see. so the the interview um with doug um mm-hmm. kind of things that have been touched on before but you know there's always so many questions that can be asked i think 
Right. And uh, let's see. Yeah. But I mean, uh, Tommy's Tommy's last uh, little sentence here from 1985 to 2016 and beyond. I hope you enjoy this trip as much as I do. I like that. You know, that, that, yeah. that was, you know, like a nice little, I guess, uh, trying to think of a word synopsis of the entire mask journey. So that's, uh, kind of what I was thinking there. Eric, let's go to, I was going to say, let's go to Eric. Yeah. You guys are reading each other's minds. Well, obviously, um, <laughs> Whose show is this? I don't know. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I thought it was Wyatt's show. Cause you told me you I were, thought it was T-Bob. Uh, yeah. No, no T-Bob. <laughs> Except he did make it, right? Because we've got that shot of Carson with his uh, life-size T-Bob statue that he made. That is true. So oh, that's kind he of is funny. in there. Yes. There you go, right? <laughs> um, obviously, it was uh, it was cool that I got a little mention in there. Um, you know, I didn't do a whole lot. I I basically passed email addresses between uh, Doug and Tommy, and that's that's as far as. <laughs> I don't want to take any credit that wasn't there. So I really, uh, I like to, that my name's in there. Um, you know, the interview to me, it was kind of interesting because so much of it felt like, um, it, you know, it echoed a lot of the stuff that you guys asked Jason and Wyatt when you did your interview. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I think it's good that Doug's given the same answers. It means he's not just making yeah. stuff up, right? So good good on you, Doug, for actually doing that. Um, I think the biggest thing is just the continued respect that all of the creative team has had for the origins of Mask. And I don't think you see that really in a lot of these um, – modern reimaginings of products and uh, franchises. Mm -hmm. uh, Ma it just really feels like Mask has really been given the most, the most care and attention that everyone working on it could deliver. And to really understand how important the, the world is to the fans. And while they're trying to make a new modern one they want it to be something that people who did grow up with the original would still you know, kind of fall in love with it all over again and just really you know a true acknowledgement of the fan community i don't think it really i don't think you can acknowledge mm -hmm. the the old fans any more clearly than that than to say hey look we love all the stuff that mask people do so um you know that tommy Lee Edwards has a little mention that he's going to be doing this for the next few issues at, um, I, I don't know, yeah. maybe all, f so it's a five part interview. It says, um, so I'm yeah. guessing that the next four issues will have more community stuff. I'm really hoping that we'll see more stuff for agents of mask and for matttracker.com. Maybe, uh, maybe Tony's new banner for you, Bill might get, <laughs> squeezed in there. You might want to send that along. IDW might be, I'm not sure how happy IDW would be that he's given away free mask art at this point, but <laughs> whatever. They, You've got they, the, uh, I think they gave, um, I think they gave it a, a like on Twitter, if I remember correctly. So did they? I think, <laughs> I think so. All right. Well, that's a good, nice. that's a good endorsement, but 
Um, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping to see more of the community. There's, um, it, you know, we've always acknowledged that the mass community is a little bit smaller, but I think it's, uh, I think it's often richer for that because we've all gotten to know each other so much better. Uh, some right. of the, I can't imagine them taking, yeah, fan interviews for Transformers. Was it like a third of the world shows up and <laughs> dressed up like Optimus Prime? I don't know. Yeah. Or yeah. G.I. Joe. So, uh, yeah, to me that was what was so cool. It was just, just the acknowledgement of the source material and the fans and the importance it does have for some people. Sorry, yeah, I, agree. I rambled what? there. No, I actually no. really like uh, all the acknowledgements. Uh, displaying the fan work, like like, like you say with uh, Carsten and uh, Andreas uh, Placet there. Uh, the interview with Doug, uh, I, I kind of felt like it was a carbon copy of what we've been talking about with him for uh, even the panel, the Q&A panel at RetroCon was almost carbon copy of our interview that Jason and I had done with him. Uh, but at the same time, how many different ways can you ask the same question? Like we've already stated, how many times can you uh, yeah. ask, was it challenging or how, how did you like voicing so many characters or whatever, you know, the same questions really. Uh, did you have fun? That kind of thing. But it's, I really, really enjoy it. I like the brief, I'll call it the brief um, look back with the screenshots from the cartoon, you see, you know, I kind of, I think it's one of Jason and I's favorite scene where we see Thunderhawk going to its demise, uh, yeah. crashing and losing its, its gullwing doors there, or the call up with Condor and Brad there. That, it's just awesome to see that reach back, almost like a handshake, you know, where, where it birthed from with the color scheme from the original, uh, box art type style. Uh, this, mm. it was really incredible. Um, and that's probably why we don't get as much story because, because there's so much tribute. It's that's probably the right word. It's, it's given us a good tribute, but mm. in that, it was great overall. The, the entire comic was great from cover to cover. Jason, your last word. Uh, I, I really appreciated it. Um, I mean, you could just tell from his introduction there that uh, he was really into it. Uh, I'm not sure if those pictures were some of his own collection, but I wouldn't be surprised because I think he did show uh, at least a condor. He's posted at a some couple point shots on, Twitter. on Instagram, right? As, well, I don't know if I follow him on Instagram, mm. but um, that's cool that, um, well, first of all, that they let him do this section mm -hmm. you know he's really added a personal touch to it and you know bill interviewed doug on his side and we've interviewed doug and we've sat on a panel with him so we kind of know the gist of the story but it was still fun to read and i don't know if i had realized that you know what he mentioned about um doing just 13 episodes and then getting more um i hadn't remembered that uh, that was kind of his take going into the show. But um, that was just something that stuck out to me uh, through those. And, yeah, the, I thought it was interesting, the pictures that he chose 
to pull the screenshots to pull from the, the show and that one where Thunderhawk is flipping and losing a door and is that from um, Rotex when he crashes out? Yeah, that's Rotex. Yeah. Right. Um I probably tell you the other two as well. Um but I, I I don't know. I just thought that was an interesting shot and it's uh, it's almost like you know, somebody who hadn't seen the show, they're like, Oh, what is this about? It's losing doors and stuff. Uh, <laughs> Don't remember that in this show, you know. Um, I just think he's a bad the, driver. The I don't know. <laughs> Could be. Right. Or T-Bob was at the wheel. Just so. Yeah. Something like that. No um, more T-Bob. <laughs> but I, I thought it was great that um, that Karsten got in this first issue. He just does so much. Um, very creative. You know, he's got the diorama there that. And then creating a life-size T-Bob. I mean, come on. And then you got the cosplay of of Matt. He's he's just so creative, and he just goes for it, you know. And yeah, to to be in Germany, and I I remember covering, or he sent over some pictures, and we covered uh, one of his trips to a, a comic con over there. And he had that whole table of every mask that he's done. He's done like, I want to say about a dozen of them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just to see all those laid out and, you know, what people's reaction might have been at that. And uh, he said he got some pretty crazy ones. People were oh, I remember this show, you know, that kind of a thing. And um, that was really cool. I was happy. I don't know Andreas, but um, it looks like he's got some – Early stuff in uh, he's on the Facebook. Some of the fa- he's on the Facebook groups. Yeah, he's got some of the. Um, he's a big fan of the of the test shots and the prototypes mm-hmm. and uh, the character wow. model sheets. And I know he's invested uh, a lot of money in some of those things because obviously they are pretty close yeah. to one of a kind. No kidding. Uh, so uh, those are cool. I, you know, there's. Those, I was just gonna say that two. was just something I had not seen the, the figure, uh, at least the figure cases uh, to the right where they have, uh, I guess, several different prototypes up there. I had seen the the color sheets before. Yeah. Obviously, he's got some graded um, figures on the card, but um, that's really cool. I'm I'm very envious. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Uh, compared to what I have, but um, I take my stuff out of the box and play with it, though. So, <laughs> I, I but I under, I totally understand where he's coming from, and and having those on hand that might be you know the originals or just the prototypes where they were. Oh, let's do. Let's use this color scheme for this person. I mean, that's really cool. That is really cool. That goes yeah. right back to the you know original creative process. Right. So, very cool. Yeah, obviously, you know, Eric, you kind of hinted at that. We're selfish, and we'd love to <laughs> love to see our, uh, uh, you know, logos and such in the book. And uh, maybe we will, maybe we won't. But um, I guess the the thing that I took away from that, and from a little bit of reading ahead uh, to uh, some of the uh, issues upcoming from like previews world, where it gives the plots, mm-hmm. I'm. I'm a little bit worried. We're only going to get five issues. 
Um, and maybe they don't, maybe they have a plan beyond that. Uh, maybe this is just like a five issue story arc that they do in, uh, an ongoing series where they'll complete that and move on to the next thing, uh, instead of going like issue to issue. But, um, it kind of worries me a little bit that uh, I think we'll be okay. We're back. We might only get five, <laughs> but, um, I don't know. Obviously I'm ecstatic that we've that we've got these in our hands, but right. Um, that's the only, <laughs> that was my final thought on, uh, on just from this series and seeing part one of five. And I think it's in uh, the issue four plot that talks about the final showdown or something, final battle, uh, between mask and venom. And I was like, mm, I don't want it to be the final. Right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, uh, I guess we'll, We'll find out in the next few months as they are released. I did want to mention, did you guys, have you guys seen in the cover um, of the mask annual that they announced uh, that IDW is doing? It's, and I don't think it's uh, the same team. I think it's a different team that they got that's going to do this um, look. I, I know you've posted up and a few of the covers. I'm going to try to pull it up real quick here on... Uh, on previews world because it sounded like it's going to be uh, several different stories in this annual. And I don't know if it, they mentioned about having a, uh, an origin story for dagger. So I don't know if that's the point where maybe they're going to bring him into this series or if it's just going to be kind of a one-off thing more of a classic look compared to this newer look. I thought that was cool. They're they're also going to do what they call a reimagining of the original television pilot, The Death Stone, for uh, mm-hmm. the yeah. new comic book age. So I thought that was cool that they might, you know, use the original episode in in details and maybe perhaps use these new characters. Yeah, I, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm excited for that. I think that's going to be really neat. I think it's going to be a fun um, book. I don't it, know how much it's going to tie in. Yeah, and that's my my take. Since they're doing several different things there uh, with the, the pilot, you know, reimagining the pilot episode, Dagger. Right. And then it says, uh, G.I. Joe teams are put to the ultimate test as they join forces. In a desperate world spanning quest to keep Venom from harnessing the power of a stolen meteorite. Which is the Death Stones. I, I guess, hey, maybe that is the Death Stone that they're talking about. So right. um interesting. And it is it is a different team. It's uh David Rodriguez is writing, and then you've got uh doing the Andrew art Griffith, who who did um one of the variant covers, Andrew Griffith. Hmm. Um, he does the um, the the patriotic looking cover right, that also right. had the black and white version of it. So, mm-hmm. yeah. but I was, you know, again, covers are deceiving uh, to us newbies. Yeah. But this annual cover, it almost looked more live action or three D or I don't know what the proper term is. Um, and with. Uh, the more classic vehicles on the front there, but just looking at Rax and uh, Mayhem and Vanessa, 
uh, it, you know, it looked like it could be a live action movie uh, shot. You know what I mean? Right. Where they well, did the cover. So I'm excited for that. If the story isn't supposed to tie into the main mass book, um, David Rodriguez, the writer may have been given more freedom and it might be a fun story, but may not be something that kind of impacts the, the comic book world of mask as yeah. it's going. Um, I don't My final thought, I, I guess I think we're wrapping this up though, was just yeah. how much I love the coming cover for issue two. Uh, the Tommy oh, Lee yeah. Edwards cover. It's Matt stepping into uh Thunderhawk, but it's to me. I, I assumed it was supposed to be uh, a little bit of a tongue-in-cheek on the Back to the Future pose of Marty stepping into the DeLorean. Yeah, he's got that one foot in it. Yeah, that's that's pretty. Yeah, funny. I don't. I don't know if that was intentional or not. And then in the background, we've got headshots of the agents and the energizing chandelier, right? Did we ever have a name for that? Um, you, just, you just did. You I just, just did it, it, right? Yeah. The chandelier of power. Um, <laughs> juicing up all of the masks. So, I don't know. It's just a great... It's a great cover. I actually... I'm not I actually think I might like it more than I like the issue one cover that he did. I, I don't know. His I love his art for mask. It's just so perfect. So, that's my final thought. <laughs> Bill, what's your final thought? Well, I hope to see the Chandelier of Power uh, T-shirt <laughs> soon. Um, no, as you were saying, like I, I kind of thought the same thing that on that. Actually, um, it kind of reminded me of Marty getting into the DeLorean. But final thought-wise, for me, um, I for this comic and just kind of moving forward. Uh, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure we're going to see more than five. Um, I'll just call it a hunch. But uh, I, I really do hope to see some really, really like in-depth character development. Obviously, stories have character development, and but I, I like to see some maybe detailed origins of what we're you know the characters we're getting so far. Uh, maybe maybe have at least one or two other characters be introduced throughout the story. Um, you know, maybe it's, uh, you know, they're, they're, you know, they're, they're building this, this smaller team together, but they know this, they know this guy who's, uh, you know, really good at doing this or you know, something like that. And that's how they kind of, you know, kind of get them on the team. So um, that's my hope um, to see in the, in the future. Um, so I don't, I'm going to go with that. I'm going to leave it there. I like that. Cool. Wyatt. All right, Wyatt. Well, I'd, I'd like to be as optimistic as Bill and hope that this goes for, further than five. Uh, I think it has a fair shot at, at being a very good comic and then reaching out further than, than five. Uh, I would like to see how they, how the, all of these other, I guess, Headquarters locations tie in. Uh, if it is going to be one, one lone true Boulder Hill or at least HQ something, I, I, I'm I'm really eager to see what happens next. Really, that that's what I to sum it up. That's what I'm I'm looking forward to, and and the little tidbits, like they're doing with 
uh, interview with Doug and the fans. I'd like to see what they're going to do with this. Uh, I'm eager to see it. Jason? Well, you pretty much got my final thoughts. But, okay. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to get to the next issue and one beyond that. And I'm sure we'll, uh, we'll probably meet up at some point. I don't know if we're going to do a, if we'll do a podcast after each one or uh, maybe we'll double up on a couple or something uh, with the holidays coming up. And I think number two is slated for mid December at this point, but you know, once a month is, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, that's, that's fine by me. Um, I'm just, uh, I'm eager to get the second issue before, uh, before Christmas. So, um, you know, hopefully we'll get uh number three in January, number four in February. I think that's when the annual book is going to come out too in February. And then uh, we'll see what goes on uh, beyond that. But um, yeah, we'll be, uh, I'll be eagerly awaiting it. Like, just like Wyatt and we'll be posting, uh, Covers as they show up on these sites and uh, other art that Brandon and and Tony and Tommy have been passing along. So uh, what I, I guess what I wanted to end on was I, I'm eager to hear some of our other fellow uh, mask fans and, and some of their opinions as well. And uh, I put a little charge when I, uh, I think I, I did a, um, a post uh, when the book, the number one came out to uh, people leave their reviews and such. And um, wanted to try to incorporate a few more opinions uh, as we chat. So uh, if people will go out and, and, and leave a review on our site, one of our sites, and maybe we can bring those to the table. And cause there, I mean, I, I did have some nitpicks just like uh, probably you guys did throughout one was uh, the back wheel of condor didn't go up come on it goes up uh <laughs> but again i could nitpick it to death if i really wanted to um and i was just set on you know the 1985 series but uh you know i i like hearing uh, other people's opinions and where they're coming from i've got a uh, so, uh, i've got Make those notes. I've got another opinion. Um, someone commented on my site. Uh, John, mm -hmm. a guy named John, left a comment up there, and uh, I think he had some good points. So if anyone wants to go reply to him over there, uh, I'm sure he okay. would love to get in a little debate on it. I'm I'm going to be leaving him a little reply. He he raises a couple of really good po points. He's only got he short little thing, but he, he mentions a couple of points that I think are worth you know, acknowledging. So, yeah. Cool. Well then, uh, I'll leave you guys with that. looks like here's the plot for number two mask versus venom for the first time after being lured into a trap, Matt tracker and the mask team must survive in order to stop mayhem from leaking their secret technology to terrorist cells around the world. Hmm. Matt and Gloria Baker go undercover to infiltrate a black market weapons ring. But what they discover will change Matt's life forever. So that's a, that's a good little teaser to go into uh, the next comic. And, you think uh, it'll be Scott? Like a lot more backstory. 
know. Yeah. <laughs> Matt, why does your car talk? No. Uh. <laughs> Don't do no. it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Wyatt, send us home, please, quick. Yes. <laughs> but oh, I, come on. I will say uh, thank you guys for hanging out with us tonight. I know it's late, but we appreciate it. My pleasure. Uh, you know, I'm glad, Billy, you were able to get your <laughs> systems working so you could get back in with us. Oh, no problem. Alrighty, on that note, I want to thank you all, all of our agents, all of our fans, for joining us on this edition of MassCast. We have our favorite list of characters, I mean agents, joining us. Uh, final shout out to Eric Tukey of BoulderHill.net. Thank you. And Bill Ferries of MattTracker.com. My pleasure. And on behalf of Jason, I am Wyatt, and thanks for listening and watching us on MassCast Chat. Mm-hmm.